0: Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. And if you were with us last week, you know I had two guests with me. Pastor Ralph Sigler, Pastor Joel Sigler from Harvest Church. And we had a great conversation about coming out of summer and resetting our clocks, if you will. Resetting our schedules and and really focusing on on Christ and building our relationship with Jesus our lord and savior jesus christ and we're going to continue that conversation today so raf and joel are back with us today so thank you guys good to be back
1: yeah thanks for having us again
0: all right and we're going to we're going to focus more on youth uh, th- this week uh, joel youth pastor at harvest church uh, Raph has extensive experience in youth youth pastoring uh, yeah uh, that's right many years and uh, lead pastor at, at harvest and so we're going to talk about uh, youth and, and, and family again this week and kind of re- resetting our, our our schedules as we everybody's back in school and things are are coming out of vacation time, and and uh, for, for some folks, a little bit more of a downtime For some folks, a busier time, like Joel. Uh, youth ministry kicks up in, in the summertime, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we're going to get back into that this morning, and before we do, let's open up in prayer, and Joel, would you open us up in prayer this morning? Yeah, I'd
1: love to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Um, we ask in Jesus' name that you would lead this discussion, and everybody who's listening to it, Lord, that you'd be moving in their lives, and um, that you would be just speaking to them and drawing them closer to you. Uh, We receive your blessing. Uh, We just thank you that you are faithful and you lead us through every phase of life as we follow you. And so we we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, uh, again, last week we were talking about resetting our schedule and being intentional and growing in Christ. And this week we want to talk about the same topic but really focus more on youth and you know I, I think about those many years ago when i was uh, in in school uh, high school especially you know coming out of summer was a was a challenge uh, it was also exciting because a lot of friends i didn't see uh, over the summer got to see again so uh, a lot of kids tell me that's something they really look forward to as well now but i also think about man, there the, the, there's a lot more challenges for young people these days than 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 when I was a kid and it seemed like that happens with every generation a, a, as we go but a, as as young people are, are they're back in school now and schedules are are are, are changing back to we mentioned last week uh, can be a default schedule something that we're so used to doing um and we're we're challenged not to do that default schedule unless it's a good one mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh Joel as as you uh you work with youth every day um, you're dad too now and uh Ralph's grandfather mm-hmm. right yeah, that r- yeah. r- but but Ralph and Rhonda raised uh uh three three wonderful young men now uh, who who are um uh, just involved with the 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 Lord's work and just uh successful parenting that's what I'm trying to say. And, and I think every parent wants to be successful. Mm-hmm. But uh, as, as, a, as a youth starting these, these new schedules, getting adjusted to school and, and everything else, um, Joel, let, let's talk about what that looks like now for the kids and then uh, how, how can, can they start readjusting their schedules to be intentionally seeking mm-hmm. the Lord.
1: So for us, our summer is such a highlight for the year. We have a lot of students that really make strides in their relationship with the Lord or begin their relationship with the Lord over the summer. And so it can be somewhat of a, like, they can get nervous about going back to school and being afraid that they're going to lose the ground that they gained. And so we started the school year off. And in August, we did some focus on spiritual warfare for the students. And really trying to get them the mentality of like not, not having a fearful mentality of going back into a mission field at their school, but to have a um, more aggressive uh, mentality that they need to be going back into the school to be light and to take ground for the kingdom of God, not just be afraid of the ground they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important mentality that it's not just I'm trying to survive in school and I'm trying to withstand the darkness. And I, I do think that the, most of the schools are very dark places. Uh, there's a lot of just oppression over the students and it, it does feel like a battle week after week that they're in schools. But if they can grasp the reality that the light in them is strong, stronger you know, than, than the darkness... And that they can be an influence on their schools. I think it can really shift that mentality for them. So that's one thing we try to get our students to focus on going back in. Yeah.
0: So I, and I love that. So over over the summer, you focus the youth on on gaining ground, right, and building up their their spiritual muscle, so so to speak, and just really getting uh, in tune with God. So it it's not a vacation from from from. Walking with Jesus, right? That's right. It's a time to get stronger with them. And yeah, the, the the schools these days there's so many challenges and I mean, we could take up multiple shows just talking about the challenges of uh, of schools, but th- there's a lot of pressure on the uh, on young people. Um it's always has been in a sense um uh, you know, you, to to do well in school, but there there's all kind of different pressures nowadays. And 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 understanding that that school as a believer that school is a mission field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great mindset to, to have and a heart set to have. Um, because, that, that, that like you said, it, it, it can kind of change the, the thought process of, ooh, I hope I don't mess up too much this year and, 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 and lose that ground, as you mentioned, that, that I gained. But it's like, man, God is, has prepared me for this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and now I get to go in. But with the understanding that I'm not doing this by myself and so so keeping that connection with with other believers is, is so important because you know we, we go back into you know what whether it's 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 our class or the classes or it's just the sports program whatever it can can kind of start to separate uh youth from the the other youth who, who are believers mm-hmm. um but um how how can can a young person uh as as they go back into school still keep that connection with the other believers who over the summer they grew so much with, Mm -hmm. uh, but keep that growth going?
1: I think, I mean, being connected to a strong youth group is critical. Like, it is just critical for students. And a lot of, and for parents listening, like, make that a priority for your students that they're connected to a youth group because one of the cultural pressures f- for our students is that sports takes number one priority or whatever the main extracurricular activity is. And that can just completely consume students, especially in football season. Yes. And parents have to be the ones who help their students stay oriented toward the fact that God is more important. And, uh, the adults like parents can't fall into this mentality that everything else caves to sports Mm -hmm. and everything else gives to sports that will just derail your whole family. uh, but it will derail your students too, but for the students get connected and make that your number one priority. And it has, your, your sports have to be willing to cave to what God is doing. And there has to be a priority to church and time with the family of God over well, I had practice, so I couldn't go. Um, I had a, you know, I had a test the next day, so I couldn't go to church. I couldn't go to youth group. Um, as important as academics are, and sports are great. You know, I learned a ton from sports, and I want my kids to be involved in sports, so I'm not against it. But it is such a pressure for students to make their whole world re- revolve around it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that mm. very key observation there. Cause sports, yeah, is is such a uh, a big part of. of really our culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I said football season uh, there's not a bigger time for the culture in Alabama anyway than in the mm-hmm. south uh, and, and now pretty much all of America uh, but f- football season uh, there's, there's so much attention to it uh, but, but Ralph you often encourage parents in, in this area about sports And their children, and 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 again, your children played sports coming up. Mm -hmm. So you know we're not against sports, but there's so much to learn from sports as well. But uh, you you always encourage parents, uh, uh, especially this time of year, about how to handle sports and extracurricular activities with their children.
2: Yeah, I I think specifically about sports. (laughs) It's really just a spiritual principle that if if you don't submit something to God, you're leaving it out there for the enemy to use it. And it's gonna take it's gonna become an idol. And of course sports is a big idol for lots of people. Um, but once you submit it to God, then it's in a place where it can be used. Uh usually, I mean sometimes the Lord removes you from things and then you have to be willing willing for that, that you know, if I'm gonna really follow Jesus, if my family's really following Jesus, then there's nothing that's off limits for what he wants to do. But but typically, once things are surrendered to God, then it's in a place where God can work. And I've seen a lot of students, I went through it myself even in, in uh, junior high and high school, of surrendering some sports to God. And uh, I've, I've seen a lot of students do that when I was a youth pastor, and we still see students do that uh, now And often the Lord keeps you in it. Now, sometimes he moves people out, and uh, I can remember when the Lord led me out of uh, football in particular. uh, Looking back, I can see it it was not going to be at a place where it was not going to get in the way of what God was going to do. Some other sports, you mentioned last week playing tennis in college. I kind of wrestled with that, and the Lord kept me in it. And I think there's a lot of benefit. But until we turn it over to the Lord, he's not going to be able to use it. Now, a lot of sports, once they're turned over and extracurricular activities, that becomes really a venue for making an impact for the kingdom, for sharing with other people, for making connections. Uh, and God can really use it. But I think the key is it's got to be surrendered. And, of course, parents are big in that because the kids feel like that parents are affirming that your worth is in what you do in your extracurricular activities, and it's pretty hard to say no to it you're also saying no to your parents. You know, you're disappointing them. And of course, parents conveying what's important to them is always going to be important to their kids. Even when you think teenagers don't listen as much, they obviously want to please their parents. And so parents who are listening is so important that for for your love for your kids, really, that you're making it clear that what they do in their relationship with God is the main thing. Uh, Everything else is temporary. And uh, secondary and um, it, it, and the the other side of that is and they become their best <laughs> right. when they're turned over to God. Right. So that's that's the goal.
0: Yeah, and it, it's the, the the whole parenting process. You know, the, the leading your family, leading your children, and sometimes as leaders, whether you're talking about being parents or you're talking about being a pastor or a, a manager at, at at a store, sometimes your decisions aren't popular. Mm -hmm. But when people, in this case, your family sees, they understand you're you're doing it in their best interest because uh, uh, a strong walk with the Lord, nothing's more important, it's eternal. Then, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll realize, you know, I'm glad Dad, I'm glad Mom led me that way.
1: Mm -hmm. I've heard Dad say from the pulpit a few times this concept of parents supporting their kids and how our culture has really built in this idea that a supportive parent is at their kids' sporting events, which is great. I think there has, that was a corrective from some people who had parents who never came to any of their activities and it was kind of damaging to their, um, you know, self-image that their parents weren't involved, didn't care. So now we really have this strong emphasis that parents need to be at their kids' sporting events and even their kids' practices sometimes and stuff like that. And um, But I've heard dad say from the pulpit, there should be more of an imp- emphasis on being involved in your kid's spiritual life than in their sporting life. Um, not to neglect the sporting life, but as, as a youth pastor, we love having parents come to youth events or coming to youth services or youth retreats that we do and allowing them to be a part of what's happening in their kid's spiritual life rather than being disengaged from that. It seems like, for whatever reason, there's this lie I think the enemy has conveyed to parents that if they get involved in their kid's spiritual life, then they're going to like push them away or something, or that their kids need to have space in their relationship with God. But I think that's just a lie. We, we don't say, I, my kid needs to have space in their sports. No, right. dads want to get out there with their kids and like teach them and help them. And yet in, in spiritual life, oh, I need to give them space to to grow closer to the Lord. That's not what we are called to do as parents. We're called to train our children and teach them and to be with them in their relationship with the Lord and encourage them in their growth as they're as they're drawn close to the Lord. Yeah.
0: Amen. And and, and, and you also know that there's situations out there where the the parents they're not believers. Yeah, but the child, the youth comes to the Lord and gets excited about living for the Lord, so you kind of you kind of got that battle, if you will, at home because it's a spiritual spiritual battle. Uh, some young people who, who are listening right now, who are in that situation, uh, you know, they want to honor mom and dad. You know, Scripture tells us to right, but they want to live. They, they want to live for Jesus, and they they want to get more involved, and which may mean, Dad, I I don't want to uh, give up going to youth uh, meetings on Wednesdays for practice uh, or, or what have you, or whatever, I mean, it could be band, it could be the debate team or whatever, you know, the case may be. Uh, but, you know, because cause they really want to grow more in Christ. How does a young person work through that situation?
2: Well, I think, you know, it's, it's hard, but I think even – uh, young people, it's important for all people to know that there are levels of authority, and the level of obeying God is first, right. uh, even at parent, e- even above parents. Now, you know we're under their authority when you're in ho- at home, and so sometimes if your parents just say you have to do this or you can't do this, you 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 have to put that before God. It becomes God's responsibility to change uh, what an authority says in your life, just like a government authority. The Word says the heart of the king is in the Lord's hands, uh, and he can move it one way or another. So um, when a, a kid's still at home, uh, you know, you can, you can appeal to them, this is what I believe I'm supposed to do, what I want to do. Uh, most parents are going to reluctantly say, well, okay, I disagree, but, you know, you can do it. But if they absolutely say no, you, you obey them, and then you take it to God. And Lord, you know what's going on. I believe you want me at youth group. You want me following you. Uh, my parents were saying, "No, you're going to have to open open a door." And I, the the story always co- co- comes back to my mind because it was so dramatic, and it was early on when I was doing youth ministry. Was when one of our students who had just graduated from from high school felt called. Uh, he felt called to go to Asbury College. He, he's a, he's a pastor now. He called, felt led to go to Asbury College. To his family, that was like saying I want to go to Siberia. You know, that was the other end of the world to them. Uh, anybody in their family went to college. Went to Auburn, uh, fairly close. And um, so we just started meeting together once a week to pray. We used to pray about other things, but our main reason to come together was to pray over this issue. And every day we used to Lord, this is your plan. You're going to have to change their hearts. And the reason it always stands out to me is how dramatically and quickly it changed. Because, I mean, within just a few weeks, his parents started basically bragging to everybody that their son was going to Asbury. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made no sense at all. It was just a, a, a ridiculous transformation. Uh, but just within a few weeks, God totally changed their hearts. They were excited. They, they, were, they were bragging. Their son's going to Asbury. And change their heart. So, so that's what you have to you have to trust God. When if your parents just absolutely, you know, there's a p- way to appeal to them uh, with respect. And usually, though it may be reluctantly, sometimes parents are going to say, "Okay, I don't think you should do that." But you know, that's what you insist on doing. But if they absolutely say no, then then you it's God's responsibility to change the situation and to change their heart.
1: Yeah. And in those situations, the Lord will give you the grace you need. <clears throat> in your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes yeah. students feel like, oh, my parents are barriers, and so I'm not going to be able to grow in my relationship with God because of my parents. But if, if that's where you are and you're seeking you your desires to grow close to the Lord, then he'll give you the grace needed to grow in, in your relationship with him. And you don't have to be afraid that you're going to be like missing out or not be the person God's calling you to be because your parents, like He'll he'll work out in your life what needs to happen in your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. The, the, the Lord will work things out, and you know, we when we go through times like that, wh- whatever the situation is, but it's a struggle, and, and we commit it to prayer. Uh, we we see God moving, and and that's a real faith builder, mm-hmm. as well. That, that that God hears our prayers and He's moving, and you know, the same is true for parents praying for the children. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, hey, I want my child to live with the Lord. Lord, He's not focus on that right now so show me what i need to do to help lead them that way but the holy spirit touch his heart move on him mm-hmm. or her and 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 you see things happen and it's kind of it's um t- talking about if a, a child who's a born-again believer the parents are not but they're praying you know it's kind of like you know we, we, we all know testimonies of uh couples one's saved one's not saved and you know Keeping peace in the marriage, you know they're, they're 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 still loving one another, but the like the wife maybe she's going to church on Sunday and but she's praying for her husband, who seems like he'll never come around. But next thing you know, he sees her faithfulness to her God, but also how she is, you know, is faithful to to him and to the marriage, or vice versa, the case may be, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 through prayer that other spouse. Comes to the Lord, so you know prayer is such an important thing um, for us, and, and that's why we, there is a lot of focus on hey, how's your prayer life? Mm-hmm. Are you praying? And, and remember, prayer also involves mm-hmm. listening to to the Holy Spirit as we do pray. Um, so the the youth um, uh, stay, staying connected to a to a strong youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some s- some of the other challenges? That, that you see the youth dealing with and, and even parents w- with the youth d- d- dealing with um, as uh, as they're back into school now?
1: I think uh, after being connected to a strong youth group, the next most important thing is being intentional about who you're spending your time with, like who your friends are at school. And one of the challenges we have around here is you have a lot of, which is probably most places, one of the challenges that students face is being in the same around the same group of people their whole life basically. So we have students that are 10th graders and they've been around most of the same kids since first grade. And what happens is they establish these friend groups that become very ingrained. These are the students that I hang out with at school and I've been hanging out with them since first grade. And so they feel like they can't break out of those friend groups, even if they're unhealthy. And so it it can become a, a really big challenge where the, the people you're hanging out with at school are going to make a huge difference on how successful you are this school year, on um, if you grow or if you go backwards in your relationship with God. And even if you've been hanging out with these kids for the past, you know, 10 years of your life, uh, if they're pulling you down in your relationship with the Lord, you have to find some new friends to be your primary friends. You're whoever you're, you can hang out obviously with other kids who aren't following the Lord, but your core friend group Needs to be people. It must be people who are following Jesus. So I think that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, peer pressure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's always been around, and it really never leaves. No matter how old you get, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. there's still there, there's still peer pressure. And I, I always remember my mom talking to me about that. About Ken, you got you got to watch who you're hanging out with. Mm-hmm and um and she was you know obviously right you know at times i didn't think she was but uh, she she was because we 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 are influenced by those that, that that we're we're with and um again as we talked about last week about uh being connected to a life given church um that that really changes uh who our core friends uh, are and we get to grow uh in Christ together um so as, as, as kids are, are, are meeting these challenges and uh, with the Lord's help, and, and there's that part of the great commission that we all have, and it's to go out. When Mark 16, Jesus tells us to go and preach the gospel. And in Matthew 28, he's telling us to go make disciples. Um, in, a, in a school environment, sometimes that can be a little intimidating because you are surrounded, you're surrounded by a lot of people who, that's not their focus. Uh, so, so what are some some good witnessing tips uh, that 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 children as well as youth uh, can can do as far as being being on that mission field at their school? What, what are some things they could that they could do to to be that witness for Christ that they really want to be, but they kind of feel a little intimidated uh, about this?
2: Well, I think. Uh, just talking about what they're experiencing in their youth group in their church and their own walk with God. I think just learning to be able to talk about those things. Um, one of the big th- steps, I think, and, and this will be going on for a lot of students going back to school this year and getting back with the same group again, is just establishing that they're following Jesus now. And so part of the way you, est- you establish that is when you start talking about this stuff. But you have to be willing to do that, and, and, and that can be scary uh, for a lot of kids. But I think if you uh, you know you're praying and people are praying for you and you just make a decision when I get the chance I'm gonna make it known, and uh, that kind of puts things in in your friends' court as to whether they're gonna bail out on you or not, right? right. Yeah. I mean a lot of the friends y- who were were friends before meeting Jesus or before deciding to follow him, um, you know they. They won't be friends again by their choice. Um, now later on, sometimes you have to make a choice if they're a continual bad influence on you, even if they stay connected. But uh, that's that's just part of being willing and knowing. You know, if if these people don't continue to be my friends, if they do, God's going to be working in them because I'm there. Right. Uh, he, he's put me there, and He loves them. And uh, if if not, He's got better. He's got better relationships. I always say one of the big benefits of following Jesus is you get to do it with the best people in the world. That's right. It absolutely is true. Yeah. And um, when you're first looking at it the, on the front end, you don't see that yet. But that's where so much of the faith is, is taking those steps out. I'm going to step out because God's going to be with me when I step out and I'm, I'm vocal about about the Lord. But as far as just just sharing what what God is doing in me, what he's done in me, I mean, I think for, to be able to tell what happened over the summer, if that's been a big change, um, but for all of us, anytime we're in a place places where God's moving and He's moving in us, any opportunity to share it is uh, is going to be effective. Uh, people are going to think about the difference in what you're sharing and what they've experienced, and it can open doors if it's an ongoing relationship as time goes on.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, another challenge that I was warning the students about going back into school is there can be this mentality that well, I'm just going to for the first few weeks, I'm just going to get used to school again. I'm just going to reacclimate mm-hmm. myself. But then you're really losing a pretty strategic time to establish that I've been changed this summer mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm, I'm living for Jesus this school year. And so I encourage students not to miss that. But if they have missed that, you have to make that decision that you're going to verbalize that. Like, this is who I am and this is the decision I've made. I know maybe I haven't been vocal about that. If you have a friend group that, uh, that isn't following Jesus, just verbalize to them. Like I'm trying to live for Jesus, and this is kind of what I'm what I'm called to right now.
2: And I think you know the tone of our conversation can can come across as, cross as being kind of defensive. And I think it's important for people to know, the Lord's really moving in students, and I'm really excited, and I know Joel is. You know, we we'll, we'll, we average about a, what 160 students a Wednesday night, and most of them are following Jesus. And there's some good things going on in the city. We've been talking about how God's moving in FCA, and uh, Wired has been such a great opportunity for students coming together. Uh, I know he's moving in other youth groups uh, as well as Harvest Youth Group. And um, we just see it increasing, the number of students who are going to be following Jesus and being introduced to him. Um, so, yeah, it's a battle. I, and that, that mindset, as Joel said, is is important for all of us, I think. If, if, if we're not aware we're in a battle, then we're not going to be aware of what the enemy's up to. And often we're not going to be a, aware of the opportunities that we have to advance the kingdom. When we know that's going on and the victory is, is sure, we're more tuned in. We see what's happening and we see the schemes of the enemy and we see the opportunity God's given um, so we're in a battle, but the Lord's the Lord. The, we know the ultimate outcome is going to be victory, and the reality is, it seems like in a lot of areas we're gaining ground right now. Uh, good things are happening. So uh, jump in for you, you parents. Encourage students that that you know if they if they're not around kids that are following Jesus or doesn't even seem to be on their radar to know hey, there's a lot of students that are different.
1: A couple of just practical tips for students in their schools. Uh, See if your school has a Christian fellowship of of some kind, an FCA, or if there's a Bible study or prayer time that students have and try to get connected with other believers in your school. That'll be encouraging. I think it can be important to focus on maybe a few students that you're really praying for and... Uh, asking the Lord to bring to Christ. It can be overwhelming when you think about the entire school and how dark it can feel. But when you focus in on, okay, who are a few students that I'm around that I can influence for Jesus, it can be much more manageable. Um, So maybe just focus on a few and pray for them regularly. I think carrying your Bible is something that I did some when I was a student, and it sparked conversation. And so maybe if you feel like you can just carry your Bible around with you, that can be a good witness. And then another uh, last just tip is to pray before you go to school that God will give you an opportunity to share. Like, he'll open up the doors to talk about God. Yeah. Uh, when you start praying that, it makes you more aware of it, and God will begin to just supernaturally open up conversations to talk about him. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and uh, as you talk about how God has changed your life and things like, like um, uh, the, the summer, what all happened over the summer, the... Uh, like a conference at the youth conference at Harvest, uh, you know, you share that with other youth. Invite them, mm-hmm. invite them to come. Just like invite, invite folks to come to church with you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. they're not going to come if you don't invite them. Most of the yeah. time, yeah. and it's just like I often think about when Martha and I, when we moved to Dothan, we were looking for a church. We we went to this bank, set up a bank account, you know, and and um, this guy was telling us all about his church and how great it was. And and now that I know. I, I, it is a wonderful church. But when we left that conversation, I got in the, we got in the truck, and I said, Martha, did you know something strange about that? I mean, he talked about his church and how great it was. She said, yeah, he never invited us. Uh-huh. And I was like, exactly. And so, you know, if you're excited about something, you want people to be there, mm-hmm. invite them. And, uh, and so we came to Harvest because we were invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Lewis, who was editor at the Enterprise Ledger at the time, he said, look, well, Ken why don't y'all come come to harvest. Mm. We were invited, so we came, and um, and you're stuck with you've been stuck yeah. with us ever since. <laughs> but uh, so so yeah, so uh, you know that that's a that's a an easy witness too, is to you know as you talk about what God's doing, but 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 to invite them. I to, think to come I with think you. studies last time I saw
2: now people say they'll do things, and they don't always do what they say. But the last study I saw, and these these are taken every few years, surveys, um, just over eighty percent of people who don't go to church said they would go if someone they know invites them. Yeah, wow. So really, you know, the return on that is probably somewhere you know uh, between zero and eighty percent. <laughs> but you're going to get better return than you think, and right. it may not be that weak. But a lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't go to church are are more open than you think. Yeah. And and youth groups are the same way. Yeah. Probably more so. Yeah. Because of the, how much students want to be
0: around other students. Yeah. So just, just want to encourage youth out there, um, find a good life-giving youth group. To join, if you don't know of one, um, I know of one uh, at Harvest Church, That's right. and, uh, but there are others uh, who are really good. So you know, if you have if you have friends who are who are believers, ask them where they go, and um, you know, say, hey, can I come join you? But um, uh, Joel, the Harvest Youth, when do y'all meet?
1: We meet Wednesday nights.
0: We serve food at 6.30 and start the service at 6.45. Serve food at 6.30. There you go. But then you get to that spiritual food. Amen. And so a great opportunity for you to get involved. Uh, Ralph, Sunday services at Harvest? At 8.45 and 10.45. All right. And then plenty of other opportunities uh, with small groups and and, and so many other things going on. But find a life-giving church. Get plugged into it. Whether you're an adult or a youth, it would be great for the whole family to do it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it starts with one. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to make that decision. I'm going to get serious about about this walk with Jesus. And I promise you, it's the greatest life ever. I've lived this life not living for him. But praise God, since 1987, I've been living for him. And it's mm-hmm. such a change, such a difference. And and, and it, it is, as Ralph, you often say, it's true life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so I right. uh, so just want to encourage you on that. And uh, guys, I, I, I appreciate you again uh, for, for joining me this morning. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, I hope everybody uh, enjoys the rest of their day today and that you'll go through this week praying and talking to the Lord about, Lord, I need to reset my schedule. I need, to, I need to follow you. I need to intentionally live this life for you and then act on it. And, and he'll help you do that. So I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I pray cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.